Hey everybody, it's Chris. If you're a sports fan like me, or you're just a fan of a great story, you gotta check out Press Box Access, a sports history podcast hosted by Todd Jones. Todd sits down with fellow sports writers who experienced firsthand some of the biggest sports moments of the past 50 years, and they share some of the stories behind the stories, some of which they've only told to each other. What I personally love are the wild stories that you might not hear so much about on SportsCenter over the years. Like when Indiana-based sports journalist Bob Kravitz recounts the time Bobby Knight showed up naked to an office meeting with him and then banned him from the Hoosiers' locker room for the next three years because Bob wrote a story he didn't like. Or when Alexander Wolfe tells a story about going out on the town in Chicago with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in the middle of a Bulls playoff series. Or when Dan Wetzel talks about what it was like to be in the media room when Temple basketball coach John Chaney stormed into UMass coach John Calipari's press conference after a game and threatened to kill him. These wild and fun stories, paired with stories about real sports greatness, you know, like the 1970s Steelers being the greatest NFL dynasty ever, or the legendary rivalry between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and even the impact of protests for social justice issues in sports, make Pressbox Access a show you should check out. Pressbox Access is part of the Evergreen Podcast family, and it's available all the places you get your pods, and you can also find Pressbox Access on YouTube. Go check it out. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. In 1994, a group of strangers who grew up in Leeds met in a chance encounter at a cafe in New York and decided to form a band. The following year, they released their debut album with the massive single In the Meantime. The song has been used in countless TV shows and movies, and while the band's heavy 60s Britpop inspiration stood out in the sea of alternative rock and grunge, they never reached the same level of success and slowly faded off into obscurity. This week, I'm joined by my Another Cheetah bandmate, Matt Jersevich, to decide if Spacehog deserved to be remembered as a one-hit wonder to the all-the-all of you, or if there's a lot more worth checking out in the meantime. One hit is all you need To make the money guaranteed can live off royalties forever And it makes me wonder Is it just a blunder Or is it one hit thunder <clears throat> So, Space Hog in the meantime mm-hmm. Good song That's a good jam I, I liked it I remember the first time I uh, ever heard it I was over my grandma's house I guess it was 96 when it came out I think 94 Five, it came out, but maybe yeah. you heard it. I, I don't know exactly when it hit or whatever. Yeah, my grandma was a big Space Hog fan. Yeah. Um, no, it was, she was the only one that had cable because I lived in the middle of nowhere, so I watched it on MTV, and uh, and uh, I was like, oh, this is this is a sweet rock and roll jam. Yeah. I like this a lot. 
That bass line, man. Oh, it's sick. That bass line is sick. The that's it's a solid song all the way around. Yeah, that bass line. Speaking of that, uh, the singer is playing that bass line while he's singing the song. Wow, like, I didn't think about that. Throughout it, but he's singing something totally differently, like Rick James style. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. I don't understand how people do that. Is what I'm saying is they can play something completely different, right? And sing something completely different at the same time. I'm it, jealous of those people, actually. You just gotta. I, I think like there. I have a, a few songs like that where where mm-hmm. I can do that, but it's only when you've played it so many times that you're not even thinking about what right. you're playing, right? And you could just focus on the singing aspect of it. But it's still impressive. It's still cool to see. The thing. <laughs> so I the first time I remember hearing that song didn't even know what it was i just remember like hearing it and being like oh what is that it was so i guess it must have been late in 1995 that that song was so the the new year's thing on mtv was coming up okay and that was mm-hmm. like in the commercials for the uh whatever their new year's show or whatever and i don't even know if space hog played on it i think I just de- definitely remember them playing <clears throat> that clip of that mm-hmm. in the commercial for it and me just hearing that ooh, that ooh part mm-hmm. and being like, oh, what is that? Mm-hmm. That's really good. The other thing I was going to bring up, and when you think back on memories kind of become jumbled or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that that New Year's, like when I had first heard that song, was a New Year's that we went to that you and I were probably both at a party at uncle old guys. Oh yeah. We were at uncle old guys. house. <laughs> yeah. there, there was a guy. It was a, a friend of ours. Her uncle. We didn't know what his name was. Was really old. Yeah. He was old. Yeah. He was uncle old guy. And we could go there and have a party and we could drink because, <laughs> because <laughs> he was like not there or he was old or something. Yeah. And, uh, so he, he came down and was old every so often, but then went back up and was old upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle old guy. Uh, that, so I always think of Uncle old guy when I think of Space Hog. Yeah, man. Uh, so do you, were you a, a Space Hog fan at all at the time or did you just know the song? Well, or? I mean, I wanted to be, but I mean, that's why we're talking about it because they didn't really have much going on after it but i really appreciated all the uh nuances of the song and uh i mean we talked about the bass and the oohs but uh the guitar is pretty cool and yeah it, the little plicky plucky thing at the beginning of it and uh uh-huh. and uh yeah that's awesome it's got a lot of yeah it's a lot got of, a lot of rock and roll in it yeah yeah it's good we're trying to you know when i listened i knew that song and I never dove in any deeper on Space Hog. I do remember liking that. Like I said, I remember liking that song, but at that time in my life, I was like punk rock music and that's it. <laughs> if it wasn't on fat records or epitaph or, or something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or I feel like that was also like at the, maybe I was into ska. A oh lot. yeah. You were uh, super in the ska yeah. at that time, man. <laughs> but it was ska or die for you. Yeah. But yeah. Still, I did like that, but I didn't dive any further in, deeper into Space Hog. But it seems like from listening to their other music, they're pretty good. Yeah. Like, uh, pretty interesting and tried some some things. There, I, I when I listen to those thong, songs, they sound a little theatrical to me. Yeah, I, I feel like they were going for some type of uh, 
outer worldly theme, you know, uh-huh. with the whole thing. Like, like a hog from space. Yeah, like like uh, pigs from space, like on the Muppet Show. Right. Yeah. And now, pigs in space. Um, in case anybody ever remembers pig from space, <laughs> pigs yeah. from space on the Muppet Show, but uh, well, so what's crazy is this. So that song was from 1995. Okay. And, but the band formed in 1994. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he uh, was messing his brother, the singer's brother, the singer's Royston Langdon. Roy, uh-huh. Let's call him Roy. Okay. Yeah, we'll call him Roy. Uh, Roy's brother plays uh, rhythm guitar, right? I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those two dudes were messing around, and then ran into some other dudes, and then next year they had a hit song that was everywhere. That that's pretty sick. Yeah, that's like not fair. So you guys just like literally formed a band and then like that was it. Hey, you guys want to have a huge video on MTV? Sure, why not? Yeah. All right, let's well, do it. Well, it says it says that the okay, so not the singer but his brother mm-hmm. met the drummer Johnny Craig in a cafe where Craig had a job killing rats. <laughs> like that can't be Wait, isn't that an episode of It's Always Sunny? Uh, it, it sounds like it. <laughs> sounds like they uh, got a little inspiration from Space Hog on that show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Killing a, rats. Yeah. They, they bonded over both being from Leeds, and then they quickly signed to Sire Records. How does... I don't know. Oh, man. you guys are you guys are British guys, and you live in New York City? You're and signed. And your hair is blown out and awesome? Yeah. You got a deal. Yeah. But that album went gold. Well, I mean, it's, it's an awesome song, and I understand why it went gold. And uh, uh, I would love to see some footage of them playing like a concert or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I just don't understand. Like, regardless of how good a song is, yeah, especially in nineteen ninety four or ninety five, uh-huh. before everyone had the internet and songs could like. You can have something catch on if it's that good or if you have that good of a music video. But, like, uh-huh. how did – so, basically, these guys just knew the right person who was able to push mm-hmm. the right buttons and get it in front of people. And then people were like, oh, that's catchy. Yeah. And that's it. They have that, a hit. That sounds about right. Uh, when did he – okay, so he the singer married Liv Tyler. Right. Yeah. So, how fast after they got Jeez. signed did he marry Liv Tyler? I, I, yeah. So <laughs> – so the dude was like, basically, <laughs> so a guy, basically the story was a guy was killing rats, uh-huh. met another guy from England, uh-huh. started a band, mm-hmm. went straight to the top of the charts, Yep. and a guy married Liv Tyler. And then married the hottest lady of the time. And then- Yeah. Because she was just breaking out in the Aerosmith videos right, at the time. Right. She, where, was, she was super hot stuff where, that year. Where her father was using- his daughter's sexiness oh, yeah. to, sell, to sell records. Oh, I forgot about that awkwardness <laughs> of those videos. Well, you... I didn't know that for a while. And then she was in two videos uh-huh. doing that same type of stuff. And then in the second one, I learned that that was actually his daughter. And it kind of made it better for me. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> uh, well, what's crazy is maybe that... Steven Tyler didn't even know that Liv Tyler was his daughter until yeah. later because Todd Rundgren yep. raised her yep. because he thought that was his daughter. Right. Uh-huh. Because his... Bebe Bill? 
Is that her mom's name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mom was dating Todd Rundgren, but then at some point, while dating Todd Rundgren, had sex with Steven Tyler, uh-huh. got pregnant, uh-huh. had Liv Tyler, uh-huh. told Todd Rundgren, this is your daughter. <laughs> and Psych. Then, <laughs> and then Todd Rundgren raised her until she probably one day went, wait a second. I look a lot like Steven Tyler. <laughs> and... Todd Rundgren is an incredible musician yeah. and singer. Yeah, he looks nothing like Liv Tyler. <laughs> I'm not going to insult the man. I, lo- I love his music, <laughs> but yeah, but he's um, but he's a really nice guy for just being like, oh, well, uh, it's fine. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, you know, and uh, they, she, I guess she just thinks of. Todd is her dad. Yeah. yeah. But but then at some point, Liv Tyler heard this song in the meantime and was like, damn, that's a good song. And then she's like, I don't think I'm going to marry that guy for a couple for a couple of years at least. I think they maybe had a kid. Maybe had a kid. It's the singer, right? It's the bassist. The yeah. Singer who yeah. She... Yeah. Yeah. With her mom, I, I, I clicked on her Wikipedia uh-huh. and uh, she dated Mick Jagger, David Bowie, Jimmy Page, Todd what? Rundgren. Steven Tyler and somebody else I'm not thinking of. And I can't understand why I'm not thinking of because they're also like a mammoth rock and roll star. Jeez. Like she dated all of those guys. Wow. And she was in uh centerfold. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Makes wow. sense. Wow. It's that, all coming together now. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> what It'd be awesome if Liv Tyler was just a combination of all, all those guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's all her dad's it's her dad list <laughs> like i said i was a little too punk for him at the time but they seemed like a pretty cool band they were kind of like we were talking a little bit before this episode about how they were a little bit like post grunge like mm-hmm. so like a mix between grunge and glam yeah Glunge. yeah were they a little yeah. they were a little yeah. I I, I, feel, I feel like influences of like Queen and and like uh, Matt had said Bowie or something mm-hmm. like yeah. that. There's definite Bowie in there. Mm-hmm. In there, um, they definitely have a song called Space Hog. Yep. <laughs> Which, I guess if you've only been a band for one year and you are instantaneously signed or whatever, you're like, yeah. okay, well, let's... Why not? And yeah. uh, what's the album called that that's off? In the Meantime. Oh, it's called... Or no, 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 no. It, no, it's not. In the Meantime. Oh, it's called Resident Alien. Resident Alien, that's it. And then they have an album called The Hogacy or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah, so eh, this sounds like they have a sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. My... my buddy jim uh who we might get a clip from him for this episode uh was such a big space hog fan that he got a vanity plate that said space hog (laughs) yeah wow that's awesome as i told him we were doing this episode and i could tell he was like oh man (laughs) can you can you fit all the letters uh i don't know if he left a letter out he'll have to tell us but Mm. he was i think he was maybe living in um north carolina at the time i don't Mm. know if those but i think maybe you can do eight hmm 
Maybe North Carolina. What letter would you allows you to do more? What letter would you leave out if you had to leave one? O. Space hug. Yeah. Space hug. Space hug. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it'd be it'd be spack hog. Yeah. <laughs> or space hoe. I'm I'm looking at like what a, yeah space hoe. <laughs> so in the meantime, that song hit number thirty two on the U S charts and number mm-hmm. one on the modern rock charts. Mm-hmm. I mean number thirty two. It's it's actually I mean number one on rock charts, but number thirty two that's actually like a humble hit. Yeah. For, for for being considered a hit, but I would take it. <laughs> oh, I mean that video was on all the time though. I don't really remember the video. I do. It's um, all right. So it's shot in typical '90s style. It goes out of focus and then comes into focus on everybody with a little bit of shakiness or something, or it's a little off kilter. And then there's a whole bunch of disenfranchised '90s youth along the wall, looking completely disenfranchised with their <laughs> nose rings and everything. Okay, yeah, and not really oh. caring about what's going on. Yeah, I kind of remember that. You know, it's just like you know, that's how it was supposed to be. You just hung out against the wall with your nose ring and just went, yeah. I'm better than this. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we were we were kind of looking beforehand to see what was going on in the world of music, like when this came out, because like. In another episode, like the Tom Cochran episode, for mm-hmm. example, we looked at like, I'm like, oh, Tom Cochran, that song was terrible. But then <laughs> but then you looked at like what was out and it was like Rico Suave. And, <laughs> Ricky Martin. And, uh, uh, no, oh, that no, was, no, that was, that, yeah, that was early. early that was nine. Gerardo. Gerardo. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but my point being that like when you look at what else was out, then you put it in perspective and be like, okay, well, it wasn't that bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um King of Wishful Thinking was out at that time. It's like, Tom Cochran. No, that was <laughs> that was uh, Go West. That's it. Yeah, was out at the same time as Space Hog. Oh, no, about, with Tom Cochran. Oh, <laughs> oh. Well, if that's the case, yeah. then Tom then Tom Cochran is terrible because yeah. <laughs> that song is incredible. I love that song. You guys, yeah, we should talk yeah. about that one too. Yeah. Sometime. <laughs> You know, I mean, we could really say whatever we want here, but that is that is a really great song. Yeah, it is. Um, it's terrific. I love it. So anyway, Space Hog. After that, they had a follow-up album. The follow-up single, which I don't even know what it's called, reached number 29 on the modern rock charts. Is it Cruel to Be Kind, or is that on the same album? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it might have. that might have been their follow-up-ish kind of made a little bit of an impact type of song yeah they had an album called the chinese album Mm -hmm. which was next album and it had a minor hit with mungo city (laughs) where was that a minor hit at (laughs) in mungo city i'm assuming it was Uh, it was a siberian hit (laughs) Um, and then their final album the hogacy was (laughs) was released in 2001 Featuring minor hits, I Want to Live, and At Least I Got Laid. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of goes out of their space-traveling, peace-bringing yeah. motif. Well, maybe it doesn't. You know, if everybody gets laid, then yeah. you're going to be a little bit more peaceful, at least for a half an hour afterwards, right? Yeah. 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 The band reunited in 2008 for some shows. But then in 2010, their guitarist appeared in... Uh, did you see the Joaquin Phoenix I'm Still Here movie? Uh... Do you know, you know what, what it is? Yeah, it's like oh, I, I, I like saw a, like bits and pieces of it when it first came out or something. I wasn't real into it, but um, it, it, 
doesn't isn't the singer in that and he like like poops yes or something yes like on him <laughs> oh yeah like on on things and him yeah and uh yeah whenever i i was reading up on some stuff i was just like oh that i, I don't want to watch that <laughs> the, the thing about and i was i was having a conversation last night with our producer matt who we we're talking about joker i i haven't seen joker i haven't either um i want but, to probably gonna see it tomorrow yeah i want to but um, we were saying, but then he brought up a point, which I never thought about. He's like, I'm not sure how I feel about Joaquin Phoenix. It's because it's like, what, what is he in that? Why do you like him? What is he in that you like really like that? I really, or like? yeah, just in general, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Do you, first of all, do you like Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. I like Joaquin. Yeah. Phoenix. I like I him he's too. Pretty good. Um, I first started noticing him in gladiator. We played that okay. pale, slimy, like Caesar type character uh-huh. i thought he was pretty good in that i mean he has a hateable face uh-huh. and, pl- and <laughs> plays a bad guy pretty well and i really hated him in that movie but i mean that's means you're a good actor if that's how you feel and that's right. what you're going for um you don't you don't really like Joaquin no that no much? i like him and I, I my my instantaneous thing is like oh yeah hell yeah i'm walking phoenix but then if then when matt asked me well what well what do you like and then i was like um uh, and then I had to like look at his Wikipedia. I'm like, well, I like Walk the Line. Oh yeah, I think he did a great job singing in that too. Yeah, yeah, he was good yeah. in that, and I liked her. Yeah, her was really good. That was um, innovative. In yeah, 2015. But, but I felt like that, that came out. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. That was Spike Jones. Spike Jones did that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or or Gondry. Then. Mm. I don't know. One of those two did that. Uh, one of those two really <laughs> awesome uh, directors who did a lot of awesome music videos in the 90s did that. Um, I think it doesn't we'll, – we'll, we'll get the fact check on that. But um, but th- that being said, I, I yeah, I like, I like Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I think uh, – you know how Joaquin Phoenix does a whole bunch of – like I still think this and people think I'm crazy, but – he does just just like weird stuff like all the time, and he's like artistic and stuff. I swear, at, in a band I was in a while ago, that we played a show where Joaquin Phoenix was the singer, and I swear, <laughs> I was like, te- I was to the other guys in my band, I was like, tell me that isn't Joaquin Phoenix, and they were like, I mean, it looks just like him, but it's you know we're in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm like, well, these guys aren't from Pittsburgh, and he's like. And they had a really generic name and I actually walked up to him. I was like, prove to me you're not Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> and he pulled out his license and his name was like Joe Smith or something like that. And I was like, Mm-mm, you're not convincing me. You're Joaquin Phoenix. He's like, yeah, think what you want, man. I was like, uh, I think you are. And I just left it at that. <laughs> but I swear, I swear to you, it was just him like messing around with a band for wow. a little while. It's, I, I could not understand why it wasn't him. Wow, brush but, brush yeah. with fame. Yeah, uh, do you remember possible? Do yes. you remember a couple of weeks ago when, so in the nineties, Joaquin's brother River Phoenix, uh-huh. one handsome man, he made like an hour long video of him talking to Flea about <laughs> playing bass, <laughs> and not just about playing bass in general. Very specific about like how to 
move your right hand when you're playing bass. How to move your left hand. Well, so what are you doing with your right hand there? Like, like if very, you're, if you're very explaining specific. to an alien yeah. how to play bass. And, and River Phoenix <laughs> sat there very intent watching, very interested. I thought it was great. Yeah. I, I posted it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched yeah. it. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. It's nice that uh, those, uh, those Phoenix boys were all into the arts and, uh, you know, the finding out about what's going on out there and all different aspects of acting and music and everything. Right. Although Rivers band wasn't that great, but you know, this is still, what band? Still River rocking. Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> was that, yeah. That, is that why after he died, then they changed it to Phoenix? Yeah. Phoenix I think. DX? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat, picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is there to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy, and getting to eat restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50. The words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. Um, <laughs> I love this. Uh phoenix brothers podcast yeah um we were uh, talking about space we hog. were talking about space hog but space hog is just connected to so many different things because of that one song that it, we just get you know start going off on a tangent there's not much really more to say about space hog the, <laughs> the story of space hog is they started a band within like a week they were signed uh-huh. had a huge hit married guy married, married Liv tyler uh-huh they got divorced uh-huh the band released couple other albums broke up yeah dude shit on roof on joaquin phoenix in a movie yep he totally shit on him that's pretty much it 
Yeah, I mean, but you know what? If somebody summed up my life like that, I'd be, I'd be content with it. You know? Yeah. Hit song, live Tyler, taking the shit on Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I guess uh, that. I mean, that's all there is. I so the, <laughs> to dive to dive in. I just like to think about like what 1995. What were you doing in 1995? All right. How? What was in the meantime the soundtrack to in your life? Oh. You were probably playing football. Uh-huh. I was, yeah. Uh, let's see. Five. Wouldn't have been driving yet, but, uh, yeah, I probably would have been uh, having a, a Walkman on or some type of boombox playing that song. <laughs> you were carrying a, a boombox on, <laughs> on your shoulder listening yeah. to In the Meantime? Yeah, man. It was Run DMC made that look cool, so I was just yeah. like, just went with it, you that's, know? That's how I like to picture you in the 90s. Yeah, with my big <laughs> silver boombox with yeah. the tape deck, double tape deck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually had a pretty nice one. My grandma won it at a raffle and gave it to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then my dad yelled at me because I used to punch one of the tape decks because it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I can't punch expensive stuff. But like by that. 1995, <laughs> were you still listening to tapes? <laughs> uh, well, I started getting CDs around then, I guess. Yeah. I th- that might have been maybe the year before that. I got like uh, Chili Peppers, yeah. Blood Sugar, Sex Magic yep. on uh, CD. That was the first CD that I got that had a parental advisory sticker on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Me too. I think so. Yeah. Unless Please Hammer Don't Hurt Them had parental no, advice. No, it did not. It should have. <laughs> <laughs> that Sir Psycho Sexy. Sir Psycho, Sir Psycho. I think that, I think that song served as my birds and the bees talk. <laughs> Anthony <laughs> Kiedis taught me about the birds and the bees, about him and a lady cop. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, a, that was a graphic song for a young teen in the 90s there. Yeah. 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 It was, I mean, the whole thing. I'm surprised my parents got it for me. Blood sugar, sex, magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, why not if you're 13? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, that was good stuff, though. Yeah. Too bad those guys didn't have any more hits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those, those guys are just a 30 hit wonder. Yeah, I know. It's just like, dude, where's your 40th hit? Yeah. You know? Right. right. Just get out of here. Um, <laughs> so. What else? What I, I, else we got about space? There's got to be one more thing with this guy and how weird he is and how he pulled off just taking a bunch of dodo heads and making them sign to Electric Electra Records well, and or whatever the, they were on. And the song is great and the baseline is great. Mm-hmm. So I can't really get pissed about it, but it does piss me off that the dude seems to have paid no dues. No, yes. That, and had absolutely. a hit without without paying any dues. Like, I, pay, I played in a band for 22 years yeah. and would love one hit. Yeah. But this dude just got to have a hit. <laughs> like, it's a good song. But you have a whole bunch of good songs and you're still relevant and people yeah. are still into you. And they did it all at once. And once 2000 came around, it was just like, see you later. You know? Yeah, I guess so. But you know, we didn't talk about the lyrics of the song. We talked about oh, everything else. I don't even know what the. Can we look them up? Do you know what they are? Uh, well, we love the all the all of you. Is that how it goes? I mean, I didn't look it up. I just remember. Um, we love the all the all of you. Where plants are green and skies are blue. Sorry, okay. I have a cold. I'd be able to sing it yeah. a little bit better. Uh, okay, we're gonna see. Because like we on other episodes we read some lyrics to the songs and like Tom Cochran for example, <laughs> tell me real, some lyrics from that song. Yeah, from that song, yeah. it's like do the break. What's the breakdown? I want to use that as an example of like before we get into the space hog. Okay, 
Tom Cochran, life is a highway lyrics. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll look at those and then we'll see if the space hog lyrics are actually good. This is life's like a road that you travel on when there's one day here and the next day gone. Sometimes you bend. Sometimes you stand. Sometimes you turn your back to the wind. There's a world outside every darkened door where blues won't haunt you anymore. When the brave are free and lovers soar, come ride with me to the distant shore. Wow. Th- those are terrible. That is the most undeep lyrics. Yeah, I've that's ever what heard. I said about it. That's exactly what I said. It's like, this is the biggest bunch of bullshit fluff lyrics. <laughs> Ever. And 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 we nah, I need something more generic. What do you got? <laughs> okay. Can we can we put lovers sore? Yeah. I mean, does it rhyme? Does it rhyme with the line before? Did, Michael Did you just say line before? Okay. <laughs> uh okay. So so that being said, mm-hmm. that's that's what we're gonna judge these space hog lyrics up against. Uh so while you're looking that up, I uh in my head thinking of the lyrics is just like the meaning of it's just like Everybody just come together. We're from space and we love all of you. Some type of like feeling like that, like love and peace from outer space type of thing. So they really were like the space hog thing, probably for the fact that they were so quickly signed and so quickly had a hit uh-huh. that they were like, well, we wrote this song and we're writing about space. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, just bringing bringing the the soaring love from space. Do you want to hear some of these lyrics? Yeah, yeah. And in the end, we shall achieve in time the thing they call divine. The thing they call divine. And all the stars will shine for me when all is well and well is all for all forever after. Living in the meantime, wait and see. Oh, I would have... I would have rewrote that all, we all, 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 all line, but. (laughs) We love the all, the all of you. We love the all, the all of you. Where lands are green and skies are blue. Sure are. When all in all, we're just like you. We love the all of you. (laughs) The word all is like 88% of that chorus. (laughs) Uh, And when I cry for me, I cry for you with tears of holy joy. For all the days still to come. And did I ever say I'd never play or fly toward the sun? Living in the meantime, something's gone. Mm. Well, I wonder what that means. Those weren't too bad. I kind of like Chris obviously didn't like them, hmm. but I like more spacey hoggy lyrics, you know, floating around. What's the true meaning of it? It is, it is hard to take just read lyrics like I'm reading them without having them in the music. And, and, and sometimes like a song that is really good could come off really bad that way. I'm sure if someone read my lyrics back to me and just like read them at me, I'd be like, uh, (laughs) but that being said, these are pretty generic. Yeah. They're pretty generic. They're pretty like, Oh yeah, that sounds good. That's fine. I I rarely listened to like lyric meaning back in those days though. Like yeah. more I do way more now than I did back then. It was just more about the feel and you yeah. know, could I ride down a hill on a skateboard listening to it and feel cool? So yeah, why not? Yeah. Right. Good baseline. Ba- mainly the baseline rocks that song. The baseline makes up for the lyrics for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh the lyrics I I would I would not rate very highly. Okay, um, so let's rate the lyrics 1 to 10. 
the bass line and then um, the rest of the song. Well, okay. Yeah. The lyrics I give about a 2.5 out of 10. Uh, I could, I could, with the meaning of they want to bring love, which, oh, man, we really need that nowadays. We should. Uh, I hope some yeah. other bands, rock and roll bands, start singing about hey let's all just uh, have a good time and love each other but um i'll give it a i'll give it a 3.2 okay a little, little bit above yours but all right yeah i mean the baseline's a 10 it's 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 a 10 because there's it's unique that's yeah. that's what brings it up above a 9 cuz it would definitely be a 9 but because it's so identifiable and unique and it's difficult to play while singing at the same time let alone I mean, I've never tried to play it, but difficult to play just sounds like it, you know, technically. Right. So, uh, yeah, 10. I mean, I think the only other bass line of the 90s that I think compares is Red Hot Chili Peppers' Soul to Squeeze. Mm -hmm. I was just talking about that because I was looking at that bass over there. Yeah. I was like, that'd be the perfect song to play on that bass. Oh, I I, believe me. I've I've learned uh, Soul to Squeeze on bass. Sick. Yeah, so yeah. good. Boom, dun, 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 dun. Uh, so good. Oh, um, what was that song written for? Coneheads. Coneheads, <laughs> the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, with the greatest soundtrack song of all time. Yeah, it really is. Really, f- what the hell did that have to do with the Coneheads? Uh, the Coneheads were. Was there souls Maybe. in their cone heads? <laughs> they know. squeezed them out of them, I guess. <laughs> like I guess. toothpaste. I guess. Uh, but. Okay, so we're giving the baseline a ten. Ten. I give the the melody. I mean the mel the, the falsetto. Falsetto so is good. a solid eight. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the guitar and everything, I I give that I give that all a solid eight as well. Yeah, I think that yeah. 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 Humankind. K O K. Yeah, and that that funky little whatever that is there. It's not okay. Yeah. That's that's fun too. The whole thing's fun. It's just a good song. I'm glad we're talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Space Hog, if you're out there listening, I'm sure you are because this is probably the only podcast ever about you guys. <laughs> Doesn't we, doesn't Marin have a separate Space Hog podcast no, altogether? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Space Hog, if you're listening, your song is good. It's really good. The rest of your songs sound pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You achieved success way too fast. Mm-hmm. It's totally unfair. Yeah. Uh, you did not pay your dues. And it's probably why you went up and down so fast. Uh-huh. You were, but mad yeah. respect for the baseline. Oh, yeah. That baseline got him Liv Tyler. That's all. That's all we need to, that's all her, we need to say about that. Liv heard that baseline and was like, "Well, <laughs> she was like, ooh, ooh. Well, I'm pre- that's how she. That's actually how she got pregnant. <laughs> she, she, she just heard. She heard the baseline and just and just that got pregnant. Baseline got her pregnant. That, that was the uh, the uh, what's it called in the, in the Bible? The the uh, uh, immaculate, immaculate conce- conception. That, yeah. that was the immaculate conception too. Liv Tyler heard that baseline. <laughs> Oh, I just felt something kick. Uh, so yeah, that that uh, yeah, Space Hog. We know you're listening, um, Roy. If you're out there, 
nice song, man, and way to get your brother involved. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, way to get everybody together and shoot right to the top real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what, el- what else would I say? Oh, we have to say whether the song was a one-hit blunder or one-hit thunder. I'm going to go with the thunder. I think this is definitely thunder because the other music is pretty good too mm-hmm. um from from what i've heard i still hear it every once in a while uh-huh it, out on the radio wherever you know yeah I, I don't go a year without hearing it without putting it on myself so it's it's always out there somewhere so it's right. a good song and it's, it's still floating around there it's crazy how a good song like i mean it can just be part of your life forever if it's a good enough song yep like you know for example tom cochran life is a highway is unfortunately part of my life for, <laughs> for but just like whether i want it to be or not it just is because it's out there it is and whereas space hog in the meantime like i'm a little happier that it's part and, it, and it's not even as part of my life it's not as common mm-hmm. it's it's a one hit but it's a, it's kind of a minor hit yeah it's it's but but it is considered a hit yeah and and a one hit mm-hmm. and i would consider it a one hit thunder i would i would say thunder all the way yeah yeah that's i would get happy if we were at your halloween party a couple weeks ago and we were dancing that song came out i'd made sure we all went through the floor down into the basement we would collapse that dance floor man yeah yeah <laughs> just on the falsetto alone you yeah. know you know just what? make the hardwood crack and just everybody just cave in and I would have been a little bit afraid. I would have been a little bit afraid that we wouldn't have made it through the whole song. I would have thought that like we'd have got to the 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 ooze. We would have been slamming. Then the bass line. We would have rocked out. Oh, yeah. Then once the verses came in, I kind of feel like we would have been like, eh, oh yeah. Next. Put on Jason Derulo. Yeah, that, that that reminds me of the time you and I were, we were really in the karaoke uh-huh. a while a while back, and we decided to do uh, some forty one. Uh huh. And uh, what was the song? Fat Lamp? Yeah. Yeah. And then we realized that we don't know the rap part, which is most of the song at all. <laughs> what? The... <laughs> uh, we just went, blah, 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 and, then, and then did the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> Looked yeah. like idiots. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know what our, our hit? We did have a karaoke group, Where the Boys Are. Mm-hmm. We would go to this bar for, in our hometown and on Thursday nights, and we would always do Starship. Mm-hmm. We built this city. That was like our. We built this city. Yeah. Yep. That was our one hit. Yeah. That was our thunder. Yeah. At the local bar that we were at. Right. And we became famous and even put out a video. Yeah. I wouldn't say the famous part again, but the video is real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made uh, in the mall. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? I wasn't in it though. Uh, Two thirds oh. of where the boys are oh. missing because you were out on tour. Yeah. Oh, Peach. that was amazing. Yeah. We went to we were at the Mall of America. <laughs> Me and PJ went into a karaoke booth that where you went in, you picked the song, you paid, and then you you got a VHS of your performance. You and then so we got the VHS of the performance and we mail it to you. Yeah, you in an unmarked me a VHS, package. Yes, and I got it in the mail and I opened it up. <laughs> And it was a blank VHS. Oh, God. And I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, is somebody going to blackmail me for something? Wow. And then I put it in, and it was you two in front of a green screen running in place singing, we built this city. (laughs) And I was like, whoo. That would be scary to get an unmarked VHS tape in the mail. 
was, especially with no heads up. You're just yeah. like, what? Wow. That's and it was like postmarked from like Minnesota or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the Mall of America <laughs> or whatever. Wow. That's pretty cool we did that. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for making me almost crap my pants for five minutes while I'm trying to find a VCR that works. <laughs> <laughs> and find a VCR that works in like 2004. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I've, I think I had a TV VCR DVD combo in a closet oh, nice. and I had to whip out real quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that brought me a lot of joy though and that was our one hit so yeah. that's why we talked about it. Cool man. Yep. Well hey uh, thanks for coming on the podcast oh. and talking about Space Hog. Oh absolutely. Uh, we have a, a band together. Yeah, called another cheetah, and maybe we could play another cheetah song. Yeah. at the end of this episode. Yeah, sure. And uh, I think another cheetah has already been together longer than Space Hog was before they had a mega, <laughs> a mega hit. So yeah, we're we're, we're uh, just finishing up our rookie year. I think we're doing pretty good. We'll see where. Uh... See if we can get signed to Electra in a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if this song that we play right now can uh, be a number one hit by uh, Christmas time. <laughs> Since, you know, Thanksgiving's next week, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. all we need to do is write something with a, uh, hey, you, you play bass, man. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah. Sick so, bass line. Yeah, sick bass line is where it starts. Yep. All right, cool, man. Yep. Thanks for having me. This was a yeah. lot of fun, and I really like talking about Space Hog and Liv Tyler and um, Todd Rundgren. Hell yeah. Yeah. What up, guys? Chris, Matt, I cannot believe that you had this podcast about Space Hog and you didn't bring me on to be the guest and talk a little bit more about it. But fortunately, I could call in and leave this message for you to tell you exactly what I think about it. Uh, first of all, I wanted to thank you both for the Tom Cochran Life of the Highway bonus episode. I didn't realize that there was uh, so much content that wasn't covered the first time. And to spill over into Space Hog's time. But yeah, I just wanted to uh, clear up a couple of things from what I'd heard on this, uh, things I think the listeners might might care about. Number one, the thing I've heard you guys railing so much about was how this band came out of relative obscurity, you know, killing rats in the kitchen or whatnot to the top of the charts, which is all true. But what you didn't mention was that Sire Records and where they were at, which was also part of Elektra, a big major label at the time, they were signed by the legendary Seymour Stein, who only signed a couple of small uh, acts in his lifetime, known as uh, the Talking Heads, the Ramones, the Pretenders, oh, and of course, Madonna. So I'm pretty sure he had a little of juice to get uh, Space Hog and their amazing song in the time anywhere that that thing needed to be. And I think he made it happen. Another thing I was thinking about that these guys, the brothers, uh, Royston and Anthony Langdon, they fought all the time from what I read, as if they were trying to be Oasis, but I think in the mid-90s, they were probably the fourth most famous band of feuding brothers. Oh, and the other thing I was thinking about is, as you were talking about the different albums that they had, uh, one thing you referred to, which is The Hoggacy, that was originally titled 2001, A Space Hoggacy, where on that album is their glam version of the uh, also Sprock Zerista, or however you say that, the, the scene that everybody knows from 2001 is on that. Um, and it wasn't actually until two years after that album came out that uh, Royston and Liv Tyler got together. So maybe, you know, that song that you heard back in the 90s was uh, planting the seed and it only took a matter of time, but it was uh, about eight years after that came out that those two got together. So who, who really knows? 
Yeah, man, that's about it. I mean, I guess you did a good job. You obviously said one hit thunder, so how could you complain with that? Because that's clearly the case. Uh, I did want to clarify to you guys that, yes, I did have a Space Hog license plate. And it was when I lived in North Carolina because, yes, you could have eight letters and it could actually say Space Hog. Whereas when I lived in Pennsylvania, I thought long and hard about what I would do for the seven letters, but ultimately decided that anything that wasn't fully Space Hog wasn't going to do it justice and no one would know what the heck it was. So... That's where it was. Thanks again for uh, taking the time to listen to me. You know, we're here getting the facts straight. Love the pod. Glad it's part of it. Space on forever. See you guys. This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Chris Rafalius of the band Punchline, as well as Pack and Another Cheetah. You can hear Another Cheetah song should have known underneath me right now. Punchline will be playing Anti-Fest on March 28th in Pittsburgh, featuring Annie Flag, The Suicide Machines, and many other great bands. Visit punchlion.com for tickets, as well as news, merch, and other upcoming tour dates. Let us know your thoughts on the show by emailing us at onehitthunderpodcast at gmail.com tweeting at us at one hit thunder pod that's the number one visiting our facebook group one hit thunder or following our instagram at one hit thunder podcast all the links to our social media are available in the show notes and make sure that you rate review and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app we'll be back next week with another episode of one hit thunder what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.